Welcome back to Start Kyle Orton. I am Travis. With me today, as always, is Kyle. We are going to talk about the only damn thing we could talk about, and that is this Bears-Packers game coming up this weekend. Kyle, it's America's game of the week. Can you believe it? We, we get a nice afternoon time slot. Nothing could possibly go wrong, could it? Yeah, I mean, the thing about... Look, let's just get... Let's, let's address the elephant in the room here. Mm, I we love are elephants. all a horribly scarred, traumatized fan base. We are a dog that has been kicked for 30 years. It is very hard... For us to believe that we are not about to get kicked again. So, yes, when you think of Bears-Packers games that happen in the 3 p.m. slot, you're remembering mostly national embarrassment. The same way when you think of Sunday night football in Lambeau, you're thinking of national embarrassment. But the fact of the matter is, folks, history is only relevant until it is not. The, every People are going to dig up these historical statistics they are, and for the most part, every Bears historical statistic is embarrassing because Bears history is embarrassing. Let's be honest, it is. At least the history of our, in our lifetimes it is embarrassing. It is a never-ending stream of failure and disgust and defeat. Uh, at one point, Aaron Cromer cried. Uh, and specifically, <clears throat> uh, getting our ass kicked by the Packers. And so. getting our ass kicked by the Green Bay Packers. So, on Sunday... One of two things is going to happen. We're going to get possibly the hardest kick on that dog that's ever been as we realize that maybe it doesn't matter whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or Jordan Love. Maybe what does matter is that they are the Packers and we are the Bears and none of us are destined to know happiness in this lifetime. Or... Yeah. Justin Fields is going to lead the Bears to victory, and we will march north. We will burn down the state of Wisconsin. We will pillage their Kurds and take their women, and we will know that the change is at hand and the reckoning begins. So other than that, the stakes are pretty light. It's just pretty a week low. one game. First game of the we season. Weird stuff, <laughs> weird stuff happens week one. I mean, then that's, yeah. look... If they lose, we're going to be here trying to fight through the anger and the tears to say, look, weird shit happens in week one every year. The Bears beat the 49ers in week one last year, and look how much that mattered. That's a good so we're point. We're going to say, <clears throat> and yes, in every realistic, logical, sensible way that you can articulate, one game doesn't mean that much. But in every way that matters in our cockles and our subcockles, maybe even in our kidneys. Uh, this game really fucking matters. We all know why this game fucking matters. We all know the narratives at stake, the drama at stake, the issues of Justin Fields' legacy, not even the legacy, just Justin Fields' continued career in Chicago. It's all, it's all on the line right from the get-go. We're pooping our pants. There, there's a lot of flop sweat. So let's get into this matchup and, and see if we can make ourselves feel better or worse. Where do you want to start, Travis? Where are we going? Do we start yeah, right well, now? I, 
Well, I think we started kind of where I want to start, which is the vibes. So I think uh, for us and for everybody else, as we have marched towards this season, as we we learned when the schedule came out that our season would be bookended by games against the Packers. Week one, Packers. Week 18, also Packers. So um, I think for, at that point, we thought, man, that's going to be awesome uh, because, you know, the Bears have made a lot of great additions. The Packers lost Rodgers. B.J. Raji, uh, their best defensive player. Well, maybe second best, maybe. Depends on how much you like Jair Alexander. He's coming off a torn ACL. B.J. Uh, Raji? Yeah, is that, yeah? Is that not? B.J. Raji? Yeah. He was the, like, 400-pound defensive tackle when they won the Super Bowl 13 Ooh. years ago. Why am I, what am I thinking? I of? don't, you're thinking of Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary! B.J. Raji? They're, they might as well Hold be the on. same person. You, you sit right here. I'm going to find out when B.J. Raji last took an NFL oh, pull snap. Up. Reggie uh, White, the second <laughs> best defensive player okay, on the his Packers. Last, his last snap for the Packers was in 2015, my friend. So Whew. you're off. You're just off by eight years. All right. It's fine. I, I don't know why I said B.J. Raji instead of Rashawn Gary. This is the first time since uh, I said Olave incorrectly like three months ago that I've screwed up a name that badly. Uh, <laughs> that badly? No, I think this is a time to... I replaced this man. I replaced this man. <laughs> anyway, Gary and BJ Raji aren't even close. They're, they're not even... They're, Kyle, not they're even basically the same person. <laughs> anyway. BJ Raji. Anyway, Rashad Gary... Uh, has Rashad had his Gary. issues in the offseason. He's coming off of a torn ACL, and we were feeling pretty good. For some reason, I think this third preseason game, both for the Packers and for the Bears, it seems to have flipped this narrative for Bears fans. It, we we have become, like, very concerned and sort of every, depressed about what might happen here on Sunday. It, it, it really, it happens every year. We talked about it. We said... Every year, week one happens, and we say, God, preseason training camp, none of that matters. It means nothing. All those narratives are bullshit. They don't matter. And then every year, we go nine months without football, and people seize on the only content that they have, which is training camp and preseason, and narratives are formed once more, and we're right back here to, yes, the vibes absolutely in the media and everything else. Hell, in the national discussion of Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. Yeah. Have shifted. Two guys that I generally respect mm-hmm. released quarterback rankings this week that had Jordan Love ahead of Justin Fields. I and the there Jordan is, Love know, Love has gone up astronomically. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's because he has dominated. He had a very good preseason. And mm-hmm. to tell you how much that matters, do you know, Travis, in 2022, who was the highest graded quarterback? per PFF in the 2022 preseason. Um, well, I know the highest graded rookie was Brock Purdy because we had talked about that at the time. I don't know about overall quarterbacks, though. Well, it was Justin Fields, if you may remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, All and right. do you remember then what Justin Fields did the first month of the season? I do remember that first he, month. Yeah, He was arguably the 34th best quarterback in football, and that's pretty bad when teams only start 32 a week. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It preseason, it doesn't matter how many times they get, it doesn't matter. But yes, the vibes entirely are because Jordan Love has gone out there this preseason 
and he has he he's 21 of 33 which isn't even that impressive and he's also averaging only 5.8 yards per attempt but he has three touchdowns zero interceptions he only he didn't have any turnover worthy plays so i guess that's something um he hasn't been sacked so he he's looked smooth and efficient which he should this is his fourth year in this exact same scheme. <laughs> That's and these for are sure. glorified scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Sean Clifford is 41 of 57 in the preseason. Does anyone think that if that guy started actual games for the Packers right now, this guy who couldn't even run Penn State's offense is just going to dominate in the NFL? And yeah, <laughs> Jordan and, and Justin Fields threw six passes. And he had two real incompletions on those six passes in the third preseason game. PFF credited him with two drops because I said that Komet one should be a drop. The Herbert one was a drop. He he made a bad throw to DJ Moore. He he made a bad throw to Darnell Mooney. He also turned down a throw and had a bad scramble. Out of seven snaps, that was enough for the vibe to shift entirely on Justin Fields and, yep. to, and to shift towards Jordan Love. Um, And look, I... I don't know what we're going to see from Jordan Love. I will admit, I am curious. I'm not, I wish I was as confident as some Bears fan that there is no way this guy will be good. I don't know that. What I see in Jordan Love is a guy who, obviously, he has an incredible arm. He's big. He's relatively mobile. Um, When he gets the look that he expects, he can really fire that ball in there. It is when he does not get that look that he expects that things get a little fuzzy. Um, And when he's under pressure. And those two things he did not see a lot of in the preseason. In preseason, you're playing vanilla coverages. You, You generally do get the looks you are expecting. It is a lot easier to look efficient and make that quick read and get the ball out quick. And he wasn't under a lot of pressure. So he had... 37 total dropbacks this preseason. And according to PFF, he was pressured on seven of those. And that's generally been the, the Achilles heel for for Jordan Love in his in his career. So in I'm not looking for Sean Clifford. I'm looking for Jordan Love. Let me see. So yeah, so Jordan Love, let's see here. When he was kept clean this preseason was 20 of 30 for 186 yards with three touchdowns and an intercept and, and no interceptions. When he was pressured this preseason, and it was just seven dropbacks, he was just one of three for seven yards. And if you go back, we don't have a lot of regular season data on Jordan Love, but if you go back to the 2022 preseason on Jordan Love, when he was kept clean, he uh, honestly wasn't that good, but he was 37 of 62, which is almost 60%. So still not that good. 6.2 yards per attempt. Three touchdowns, four interceptions. A PFF passing grade of 66.7 when he was kept clean last preseason. Last preseason when he was under pressure, he was just 4 of 12 for 53 yards, which is 4.4 yards per attempt. He had an overall passing grade of 50.2. So that was in the 2022 preseason. In the 2021 preseason... Yeah, and I mean, important to note, uh, this isn't like we're talking about a dude who is a rookie coming into the league and we're just talking about his preseason. Last year was his third year in the NFL. 
The year before that was his second year in the NFL. This isn't a guy where we're saying like, oh, hey, in the in the one year, in his rookie year, he had issues, uh, you know, struggling yeah, with this in the preseason. Be, this dude's a fourth-year vet. It, it would be a huge fucking problem if this guy looked bad or it looked like he wasn't smoothly running the offense during the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue that he wasn't smoothly running the offense during practice. He has only ever known this one ski. He should... In anything other than a live fire exercise, he should always look precise and polished and know where the ball is going to go. If he doesn't, you got real fucking problems. Anyway, yeah. going back to so his first preseason, because his rookie year, they didn't have a preseason with the COVID year. 2021, uh, when he was kept clean in the 2021 preseason, he had a 74 overall grade from PFF. He averaged 8.4 yards per attempt, completed almost 80% of his passes. When he was under pressure that preseason, he was just 6 of 12, 6.4 yards per attempt a 34 grade overall. And then if you go to the regular season in 2021, which is the only time he's gotten significant regular season snaps, he had a 48.1 overall grade when he was kept clean in the regular season in 2021, which which isn't that good, but it, it is just on 45 dropbacks. But when he was under pressure, he was 6 of 19 for 93 yards with a pick. 4.9 yards per attempt and a 26.4 grade under pressure. And that, if you go back to when he was at Utah State, it was the same thing. Jordan Love is an excellent, he's what I would like to call an excellent player in shorts. He's a seven on seven dude. He, sure. he has all the tools that you could ever want. He absolutely has a whip of an arm. He's in, he, he looks great in shorts. He looks great when the, when the pocket is clean. And to his credit, not to his credit, but to his benefit, the Packers have a very good offensive line. He mm. should be kept clean more often than a lot of quarterbacks. That's why this might work somewhat. But I will not believe that Jordan Love has leveled up and become the guy that he is supposed to be until I see him consistently do something other than shit his pants under pressure. And, and yeah, shit so. his pants and do something other than when he's when he's confused. Now the question is, with that Packers offensive line and with this Bears defensive line, Mm-hmm. Are the Bears going to be able to put him under that kind of pressure? Are they going to be able to cut dis- disguise his looks or get disguise the looks the way that they need to to confuse him to buy them an extra second? That's the that's the matchup there that I'm wondering about. Yeah, I think uh, good good transition here. You seem to have a hypothesis. If we can get some pressure on Jordan Love, uh, the Packers' offense is going to have a bad day. That's going to be a big question at least through the first four weeks of the season while we figure out this Bears team, can this defensive line get pressure? Can they get that token pressure that I've been talking about for months now? Um, You know, we got rid of Travis Gibson. We got rid of Lewis. Didn't seem like the preseason really mattered for the Bears in any way. We spent a whole podcast talking about it last week that the preseason was just completely irrelevant. Um, So, yeah, this this is a big first test. I would say this Packers offensive line is, like, right at the top 10. Um, for offensive lines in the league. It's a stout group. Um, they don't have any injuries along the line right now. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get to see a lot of Yannick Ngakwe. We didn't get to see any Demarcus Walker. We got to see only a little bit of Rasheem Green. Um, so what uh, What are your thoughts? Like, what... I guess, what do you think... Uh, uh, what, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Because this is... I mean... We kind of talked about this last year when we weren't podcasting about it, but we we would talk every week like, "Oh, this 
defensive line is going to be a real test for the Bears offensive line. And then eventually by the eighth or ninth game, you're just like, well, everybody in the NFL is somebody who's going to test you, right? It's the same thing with an offensive line. The Bears defensive line is going to go up against the okay offensive line then almost every week. Um, usually don't have a historically awful line on both sides like the Bears did last year. So what do you think? What are you expecting out of the Bears line? What What are you realistically hoping for from the Bears defensive line against this Packers offensive line? I mean, I think, to borrow your phrase, I think token pressure is good. I think, honestly, to me, this game is going to tell us more than I think any game yet has about Allen Williams and whether he is up to the task as defensive coordinator. Because, yeah, you're going to have to get creative, I think, against that Packers offensive line. You are not going to be able to just rush your four, not the four guys you have, uh, and sit back and and wait. You're you're going to have to, like I said, they're going to have to do two things. You're going to have to disguise your coverages. You're going to have to make Jordan Love think for a second. You can't just give him that first read every time because, I mean, that, I will give him credit. And, and, and the guy he sort of reminds me of sometimes when I watch him is like, is, not to bring up this guy too much on this podcast, but he does remind me a little bit of like Mitch Trubisky with a bit more arm talent. Because Mitch very much looks like an NFL quarterback if he drops back, looks in the first and at read one and read one is open. Mm-hmm. Mitch can do that. It's it's whenever that's not there that that you can see the gears start to turn and it usually turned in a bad way for the Bears. Jordan yep. Love is I think is very much the same and he's got an even better arm than Mitch. So he can really if his first read is something really impressive, he can still make a, a hell of a throw. Um but yeah, I think if you you got to get Jordan Love to come off that first read, make him think, and do enough stuff on the back end, which they should be able to do with that secondary that they've built and with those linebackers, with Tremaine Edmonds in coverage. Yeah. If he's the guy he was in, in Buffalo last year in coverage, you should be able to buy an extra second in coverage to confuse Jordan Love and let your defensive line do something. So, but you're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to disguise those looks. You're really going to have to rotate those coverage. You're going to have to make Jordan Love think because this is not, you can't run the old Lovey Smith game plan where you always trust Because in the early Rodgers days, the Packers offensive line was sometimes questionable and the Bears defensive line was usually very good. So even against Aaron Rodgers, they could contain him usually for several quarters just by rushing four, dropping seven, playing cover two, and just making him take 13 play drives to score. Uh, I don't think they can do that even against Jordan again in, in a perfect world. And if we had that kind of defensive talent still, you could absolutely do that against Jordan love, I think. But with the, with the defensive line you have, I don't think you can afford to just sit back there in soft zone and, and let the kid try to try to wait out the kid and let him make a mistake. You've got to confuse him. You've got to find a way to buy time for your defensive line to put pressure on him. Cause that is when he does make mistakes. So I, to me, that I, it's less a single player on defense that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Allen Williams, and I'm 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 like, what is your game plan here? Because we talked about this. He has put. Man, have you ever noticed how often I say we talk? We we talked about this on this podcast. I feel like that's my catchphrase. Well, we talk a lot. We do. We talked about it. We <laughs> what things have been talked about. We've talked about them, folks. Um, Damn right. But no, I I think they had some game plans last year when they faced the Packers at Soldier yes. Field. Rodgers complimented their game plan and it was just it was just a matter of they didn't eventually they ran out of 
you know, they didn't have the horses and eventually they ran out of gas and, and the Packers were able to make some plays. But against the Eagles, they baffled Jalen Hurts for a couple quarters they did. before talent won out. They baffled Josh Allen for a couple quarters before talent won out. So if they can, if they have more talent now, if they can consistently baffle Jordan Love, like they baffled more experienced quarterbacks a little bit last year with a good game plan, then they might get a turnover or two. And then you'd like to believe we have the offense this year that can take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of an odd situation we find ourselves in because I feel like this roster would have been the, maybe the best defensively that we would have ever matched up against Rogers. Rogers usual strategy against the bears has been point out the one weakness that we have on this defense, whether it be a backup linebacker, whether it be the nickel corner, um, whether it be, you know, a replacement safety. And he just goes to it over and over and over and over um, until the entire defense breaks. Um, And last year, what it was, was we actually had a good defensive scheme. And he was like, damn, hats off to these guys. Like, I couldn't just focus on one guy. They played really well out there, right? And like you said, eventually the talent just wasn't enough and the bears got overwhelmed right now. The talent is enough in that back seven. Be. So let's talk about that matchup because this may be where the bears match up best because yesterday, both the green Bay Packers top wide receivers were out of practice, not just limited. They were out with injuries. Yeah. So uh, Romeo, Romeo dubs is down and Christian Watson. I haven't heard exactly what's wrong with him yet. Well, they're both hammies. Dubs was an existing issue. It happened in preseason. And it it sounded like he was always pretty doubtful Mm -hmm. for this one. But Watson just happened, which. That's bad news for them. Great news for us. If it's like an actual, if it truly is like an actual hamstring injury, like it wasn't just a little bit of tightness and they pulled him to be safe. But I mean, if, if Watson is actually hurt too. Yeah. If this, if this offense or if this wide receiver group doesn't have Watson or Dubs. And I mean, those guys are not exactly. I was super say, experienced individuals if, to begin with, but if this Packers wide receiver group doesn't have Watson, they are maybe worse than the Bears wide receiver group last year already. Romeo Dubs is is not better than Darnell Mooney by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And after that, you're down to rookies. They are literally going into rookie wide receivers at that point. Um, and their starting tight end is Luke Musgrave. Uh, so we're really well, I, they're going to be down to entirely rookies if Watson and Dubs are actually yeah. down. So, this okay. time. I was I was looking for this specific tweet. It's from Andy Herman, who covers the Packers, and it says, if Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson were unable to play on Sunday, Jordan Love, parentheses, 157 career snaps, would be throwing to Samari Torre, Malik Heath, Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgraves, Ben Sims, and Tucker Kraft who have a combined 112 career snaps, and all of that is Samore Toure. So if Watson and Dubs are a no-go, that is a weak wide receiver core, and you would hope that the Bears secondary, as much as they've invested in it, would have a real... Well, and that's the good thing there, then, is I know that this is not a coaching staff that generally loves to blitz, but but love has struggled in preseason, has struggled in regular season. When he has played, he struggled. Um, if you go back and watch his one career start against the Chiefs, I mean, Spagnolo or Spagnolio, Spagnolo, Spags. God You're doing your it. best. I'm doing it. All right. Spags. <laughs> At least you got his name right. You know just who the guy is. 
fucking blitzed <laughs> the shit out of the kid. Just mugged yeah. him. A lot of zero, a lot of cover one. Just blitzed it. Made him visibly uncomfortable. Everything was a check down. Everything was a boot, etc. That was two years ago. The Packers are obviously hoping that Love is a little bit farther along and more able to respond to that kind of thing. But still, I think the game plan until he proves he can beat it is going to be pressure, blitzes, make him make quick decisions, panic him, which isn't really the Bears. This defensive scheme isn't really how they tend to operate. But especially if you're not worried about Christian Watson beating your guy one-on-one and burning yeah. you deep down the sideline, you can afford to play that way a little bit. Because you would think Jalen Johnson can handle Samari Tour. You would think that you know you can match up Kyler Gordon against any of those guys too. And, you know, press them a little bit and, and, you know, run your run some blitz packages. So if Watson can't go, if if that game breaking speed that he has isn't there, that that could potentially be huge. And you would think that would tilt things decidedly in favor of the Bears secondary. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is also helpful because I guess the next position group we've got to talk about is the running back room, which the Green Bays have the Green Bays. Green Bay has two great running backs. They have probably one of the, I would say, five or seven best running back rooms in the league with the one-two punch of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I always want to call him Corey. It's not Corey Dillon. Uh, But they're very good running backs. Corey Dillon. You want to load the box against these guys. You would think the greater threat from Green Bay right now is going to be those running backs. So the more guy, if Christian Watson is out, there's simply no reason not to have seven or eight guys in the box every play. Absolutely. Because yeah, absolutely. If if there's no Christian Watson, if there's no dubs, if you are not really worried about anybody beating you outside, then yeah, you you man up, you press and you put an extra guy in the box and you you tell Jordan Love like, "Look, you are going to beat us with your arm and you're going to do it in man coverage with your guys trying to win some matchups." Because I mean, that was the same problem that Jordan, that Justin Fields ran into last year. If you go back and look at that week 17 game against the Lions, the Lions had one of the simplest game plans against the Bears that anybody had all year long, which was, holy crap, these wide receivers are terrible. Let's just play man coverage every snap yeah. and mug the shit out of them and watch Justin Fields lose his mind. I'll never forget, there. there is one snap in that game where Justin Fields scrambled for, I want to say, six seconds. He gets all the way over to the sideline. He stands on the sideline for maybe three seconds, just looking around, realizes no one is ever going to get open. It doesn't matter if he holds that ball for 30 seconds. It's not going to happen. And he just throws the ball out of bounds with such disgust, just a cutler level of disgust that he's very rarely shown. And and that was, that's the same kind of, I mean, if this is the Packers wide receiver group, that's the same kind of gameplay. And you run there, you just show open, show open contempt for their mm-hmm. wide receiver group and dare them to prove you wrong. And I'm willing to bet they can. You now, make Jordan Watson, Love play quarterback, now, uh, yeah, as exactly. Green Bay said about as Mitch Green Trubisky. Said, yeah. And that <laughs> right? as now, if Christian Watson does make a miraculous recovery and play, you got to be a little mm-hmm. more careful about that because he has absurd speed when he's healthy. Yep. He is a game-breaking, truly a game-breaking. And that and then, you, yeah, you're going to have to play some zone. You're going to have to play off a little bit. You're going to give Jordan Love some cushion there. Um, but yeah, if there's no Watson, if there's no dubs, then by God, mug the shit out of those receivers. Blitz Jordan Love. Make him prove he can beat it. I have my yeah. doubts that he can. No, I agree. So yeah, I mean, that's a huge one to watch. If Watson doesn't play, it, it's very difficult to see how Green Bay 
you know, scores, how Green Bay puts points on the board. They're going to have to try to run the ball down the Bears' throat. We have a very strong run-stopping defensive line. Um, it's the pass uh, rushing that's going to be their issue all season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it changes the entire Well, i got to say, I'm a little, I guess, <laughs> on paper we should have a pretty good run-stopping defensive line. I yeah. was not impressed with the performance of Justin Jones and Andrew Billing. I'm um, I'm ignoring the preseason him. completely at this that's point. Good. I, so. that, that's probably the best way to do it. But yeah, I would I'd like definitely like to see I'd like to see Billings and and Jones prove that they can stop the run um before I believe it. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have getting to getting hashed oof by the run in this game when that should be the focus of the defense, you would think. Uh that would, would be, be bad. a very bad. It would be sign. concerning. It would be concerning, yeah. Um yeah. Should we talk about the other side of it? We've kind of covered what the Packers have to do on offense uh, against this defense. Um, what do you want to do? You want to talk about Justin Fields versus this Packers secondary? Or? Yeah, I think. Um, so I do think uh, this isn't You know, Jair Alexander is obviously a good corner, although he got burned a little bit in that last matchup between. Yes, them. he did. Now he got his in the end because Equinemius St. Brown turned I, around on the he, slowest slant in history or the hitch in history. But yeah. they did burn him a couple times too. They took advantage of of how he likes to play uh, aggressively, and they they pulled a couple double moves on him. But yeah, outside of Alexander, this Packers secondary is looking a little suspect. It is right now. The safety depth is bad. I'm I'm not convinced that they have a lot of good linebackers, uh, and and even. Rashawn Gary, mm-hmm. uh, he's sounds like he's going to play, but at the same time, history says that guys recovering from ACL injuries, and he tore his relatively late in the season last year, at least it was in the middle of the season. Um, it takes a little bit of time to recover that explosiveness. So I, I believe that there should be opportunities both in the run and the pass against this defense. I really do. Um, hell, they were moving the ball at will against them in the last matchup for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of Jordan, Justin Fields' best pure passing games. Obviously, he pulled off some good runs, too. He should have fresh legs. He was getting a little tired by that point last year. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I would be – I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and say Justin Fields is going to light them up. I think the Packers' uh, defense does still have talent. It always seems to underachieve the investment and the talent that it does have. But I, I do think, um, yeah, the bears offense should be able to move the ball both ways with some success in this matchup. And if they don't, I'll be pretty concerned. Yeah. There's, um, I guess kind of a high variance on this Packers defense. Um, they don't really have like a super high ceiling. They don't have an incredibly low floor, but they could end up anywhere from, you know, like maybe the, the 23rd, best defense in the league up all the way to like the 13th best defense in the league. Yeah, I think that's, it's really, it's, it, there's a lot of variance there. Yep. Um, yep. They've got two, two strong players, but like you said, one of them who is not BJ Ranji is coming off of an ACL injury and he's probably in the last quarter of his recovery here. There's been word out of camp this week that he is not 100%. Um, so I wouldn't even expect to see him on the field uh, as much as you would expect Rashawn Gary to be on the field during this game. Um, this is definitely a game where you would think uh, Justin wants to prove that he can play 
traditional quarterback, right? Because the weakness on this Packers team is definitely more pronounced in the secondary away from Jair Alexander. And even if you're going at Jair, guess what? He's covering DJ Moore. That's a tough matchup for Jair Alexander. Um, so you would want to see Justin go Justin seemed confident this week. Uh, he was talking like, man, it's going to be great to go out there and get a big win to start the season off. Like he sounded like this is something that he thinks he's going to do. Um, I think obviously like we complimented the Packers run game already. The bears have a fantastic running back right. room. Um, so it's, it's kind and of I the same thing. I think that's something that's been a little lost in the preseason. I think people aren't really focusing on the bears yeah. run game very much, but I don't think Getzey likes to put his best stuff out there in the, on the run game in the preseason. I don't remember them particularly running the ball all that well in the preseason last year. And then, I mean, they came out right out the gate for the most part running for 250 plus yards per game. I think right. we have not seen Khalil Herbert and, and Dante Foreman and Rashawn Johnson and all that they're going to bring to the table as runners. We, they didn't, they didn't, Justin Fields didn't really play that much this preseason, but he also, he didn't have a single designed quarterback run, which we know is still going to be part of the offense. It's still something that green Bay has struggled to defend in recent mm-hmm. years, we know it's something they can go to as their bread and butter when they need to. Um, yeah, I mean, just like I talked about Allen Williams, uh, this is a big game. As big as this game is for Justin Fields, it's arguably bigger for Luke Getze, yep. in my mind. Like, you, this is a team you know. Uh, this is a defense you know. Um, you have tools now. You have real wide receivers. You have you can draw up plays for DJ Moore. You can draw up plays for Darnell Mooney. You can draw up plays for Chase Claypool. You've got two viable pass-catching tight ends in Komet and Tanya, and you've got all the running backs in the world. Your offensive line is as healthy as it's probably ever going to get. Um, yeah. Like, it, it does sound like we're going to have four of the five guys we intended. Um, and Lucas Patrick was the guy they intended to be their starting center last year, and it sounds like he's starting Sunday, so that's hardly an excuse either. If you guys think that guy is a starting center, here he is. Um, so yeah, th- this is better be a very good game plan from Luke Getze. It should take advantage of all the different things they can do. They should be able to run the ball well. They should be able to play action off of that. Um, yeah, it, I I feel like... I don't know. I mean, I, people like to make predictions. I don't really know. It's so hard to tell. There's just so many moving parts here. Um, yeah, it's the yeah, first I, game of the season. Yeah, it's... You don't know what everybody's strengths is, but I would be... I mean, Justin Fields played very well against the Packers the last time we saw him. I would be surprised if he played worse in week one than he did in that game. And I, he has more help. Um, I, I think they should be able to run the ball. So I, I, I feel more confident about the Bears offense versus the Green Bay defense than I do about the Bears defense at this point. Um, For sure. So I hope I'm not wrong there. Yeah, I think it's a bigger mystery on the other side of the ball. I mean, you can see the comments from Fields, the comments from the coaching staff, the comments from Green Bay uh, and their coaching staff. It doesn't seem like there's any mystery what's going to happen here. It feels like uh, it feels like a mixed martial arts fight where you've got a grappler versus a puncher, right? Everybody knows what's going to be attempted as you go into it. Fields knows what they're going to try to do is stop him from running, and he's going to have to pass it. And he's just like, yeah. If like everybody knows, if you watched all of last season on Justin Fields, the number one thing you're going to do is just worry about him running the ball and let him throw it. We have to, he has to prove it 
because we can't let him get loose with his legs because the guy damn near beat the Eagles last year. Uh, he put it on the Bills in the first half. He almost beat, uh, outscored that Dolphins offense last year. Like, he absolutely thrashed people with his legs. They're going to be more concerned about that to start the season because that's what they know of Justin Fields. So it's going to be on him to throw the ball, to hit these completions, to find the open guy. Um, I think that's going to be the story of the game. Like, I, I know they're going to try to run it, but if I were the Packers, um, you know, I would I would load the box. I would be watching Justin Fields. I would be stopping the run, and I would be saying, all right, buddy, it's year three. It's show me you can beat me because yeah. that's the only way that we can stop this offense if I'm yeah. the Packers. If Justin can throw, Green Bay is fucked. Uh, yeah. defensively in this game, right? Because you yeah. can't stop everything yeah, all at yeah, once. It's going to come down to how well Justin Fields throws the football, which, I mean, that's... If you were summarizing the entire 2023 Chicago yeah. Bears, it's going to come down to how well Justin Fields throws the football. They yep. should be a competent offense no matter what. Maybe one of the more competent Bears offenses we've ever seen, because... We know they're going to run the football. We know he's going to run the football. And we know even with the past, the limited passer he has been, that same guy with better weapons should still be a pretty effective quarterback. But whether he becomes a good enough quarterback to really make up for the other limitations that are still on this roster, whether he becomes a good enough quarterback to carry them, to the playoffs, all of that is obviously going to come down to how much better is Justin Fields at throwing the football. Yep. So he's got DJ Moore, who has played well against the Packers in his career, by the way, and has put up some numbers even against Jair Alexander. Um, he's got Chase Claypool, who's going to be healthy and is going to play. Wasn't even on the injury report, so that was good to see. Yep. He's got all the weapons that they expect him to have this year. So it, it is... I really, we're all putting too much on this game. I know it's going to be unfair to Justin if it goes poorly to an extent, but like it, it, the, the period of putting up or shutting up begins here. It's, it's, if you're the quarterback, you say you are, you're going to have to make some plays with your arm in this game. I believe you are. Please go out and prove it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, Maybe the most important matchup of this entire game, and the one we're probably going to spend a lot of time talking about all year, is the Bears offensive line versus whoever the hell we're playing, right? The Packers, they do not have the best pass rushing defensive line in the NFL by any means, but pretty much every pass rusher they've got is good. They're competent. They are, um, they, they have competent. Kenny, Kenny Clark is good. Devontae White is good. Uh, Rashawn Gary, if he's feeling oh, even 85% of Rashawn Gary is a good, you know, pass rushing defensive lineman. Preston They're going to come for Justin. Preston yeah. Smith, same thing. It's, it is a good Packers defensive line. Nobody's going to break the game open, but it's, it's definitely something to worry about. If this offensive line, in other words, is getting owned by these guys, that's a pretty bad sign for the rest of the year because there's no absolute game breaker here, but plenty of the teams we play this yeah. year, even bad teams, um, you know, we play the Panthers this year. They've still got Brian Burns on that defensive line, you know. Will they? Maybe. Will he be? For, for another week. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so 
Yeah, but yeah. So absolutely. obviously, the most I, I think personally, the most important matchup in this game um, is going to be can the Bears' offensive line stand up to it? You mentioned Lucas Patrick. It seems like he's getting the start at center. It doesn't seem like the Bears are going to confirm that it's white hair at left guard until the game, which is maybe a bad sign or maybe a good sign. Maybe they like Feeney and they're waiting to see if he can catch up. Maybe they're going to shock us all and actually put Jatiree Carter in at left guard. Um, it's going to be. How Cody. are you feeling? It'll be, it'll be Cody Waiter. Um, I mean, definitely my biggest concern on the entire roster still the offensive mm. line. Um, I guess I'm feeling a little bit better than I felt two weeks ago when I had my rant that apparently a lot of people <laughs> couldn't hear. Sorry about the nihilistic Kyle. Yeah, we we are trying some different things, by the way, on the audio front. Um, but uh, I'm feeling a little bit better there because obviously at that point it seemed like maybe Darnell Wright and Cody Whitehair also were out. Um, so I do think. Braxton Jones as a sophomore player, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright. I do think that is an upgraded offensive line from what we had last year, for sure. Yep. Um, yep. But most things would be, and that still is, that still doesn't necessarily mean they'll be good. Um, I'm looking to Luke Getze to do a lot of things in terms of motion, misdirection, play action screens, etc., to slow that shit down, just as as he did last year. Um, but then I do think the big difference between last year's they need to at least be able to hold up on those deep drop back play action passes. Like you guys have got to give Justin the time to go for the long ball if this thing's gonna work. Because that's the that's the plus passing skill he does bring to the table. We didn't get to use it enough the last two years. We didn't have the weapons downfield to use it enough this year. You have got to buy some time for a deep shot to Mooney, a deep shot to Darn or to, to DJ Moore. It's got to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's obviously the biggest matchup there. And, and I mean, historically, in any game where Justin Fields' offensive line has graded out even average per PFF's pass block grades, Justin Fields has generally been a very good quarterback in the games where they haven't. He he hasn't. So. Um, as far as he goes, as far as his protection will take him, it seems like, which usually isn't very far. So if they can hold up, then I, I, that uh, to me would be the clearest sign that this is going to be a bears win. If he gets good protection. Um, yeah, but obviously that that'll be the main concern all season long. It's, is he going to get good protection? Yeah. So I guess, uh, do you want to do some, some predictions here? We've kind of run through every possible matchup around this game. What do, what do you think's going to happen, man? Like what do you what do you honestly believe this game is going to look like on if Sunday? If I try to take emotion and fear and pessimism and the ghosts mm-hmm. of the past, my unresolved <laughs> issues with my mother, um, yeah. if I try to take all of that out of there. Okay. My I still I'm still feeling like a 24 20 Bears win. Um, Okay. I think the Bears will run the ball very effectively. I think Justin Fields... I don't think Justin Fields is going to have that transcendent 300-yard passing game that I think so many people are anxious for just because I don't think Luke Getze, until he knows what he has on this offensive line, is super interested in in doing a 30-drop back game until they absolutely need to. Um, But I think... There will be a good mix of run, pass, screen, play action. I think Justin Fields will play well. I really do. Um, 
he does generally seem like he plays better the more time he's had to prepare for a specific matchup, and he's had a lot of time to prepare for this one. He played well against the Packers the last time we saw him um, after a bye, basically. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to play well. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it'll be the 300-yard game that everybody's hoping for um, that really just, like, puts a stamp on it, like, new Justin Fields has arrived. But uh, And I do think, ultimately, I do think, yeah, they'll confuse Jordan Love a little bit. They'll get a turnover or two out of him. And and that probably makes the difference for me. So I, if I had to say, I, I, do, I think it'll be Bears 24, Packers 20. I think it'll be a fairly close contest. They always are. Um, I don't think we'll ever be so lucky. I don't think we'll be so lucky as to get a blowout, even though it would be so cathartic. Um, and if it is, God, all of you can dunk on me and I will be there to receive thy dunking. I hope, I hope we're doing this podcast <laughs> just fucking drunk off our asses next week. Talking about thirty-five to seven or whatever, it would we'd be smelling our own farts so bad. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What about you? I I don't know how Green Bay is going to score. I'm trying to I'm trying to look look at this from a national perspective, which is what I try to do when I'm making predictions. Like, don't think of this like a Bears fan, man. Think of this like if these were two teams you were just looking at. And the one matchup that I, I don't understand on this is how the hell are the Packers going to get points? Um, especially I, with if, Watson hurt, that is that is like doom for this if, team. If Watson and Dubs are out, it's going to be hard for them to score points. But the way they'll do it is, I don't, I don't, I'm a lot more pessimistic about the Bears' run defense than you. That's are. true. You are. I thought they got pushed around in the preseason. So yeah. if they, to me, if, they, if Green Bay's scoring, that's probably how is the Bears mm-hmm. are not stopping Aaron Jones yep. and and. AJ Dillon and they are not putting Jordan Love in positions where he has to do much. So yeah. the Bears are going to have to earn the right to get into those third and longs where I think they can confuse Jordan Love. Um I think if you get him into a true passing situation where he can't rely on play action or anything like that and he's just got to drop back, I think you can confuse him for sure. Um but they got to yeah. prove that. So they got to perform better than they did in the preseason. They've got to stop the run. They've got to get a push up front. Um, but if they can do that, then yeah, I, I, I agree. Especially if Watson's out, Green Bay will struggle to score if they can't run the football. I don't know that they'll struggle to run the football. I wish I felt more optimistic about that. Yeah, see, for me, because I've just decided that, like, the Bears, the preseason doesn't matter one goddamn bit. Um, I mean, this Bears defensive line was built to do one thing, and that's stop the run. Um, you know, the pass pressure is going to come from unique. Um, and other than that, it's going to hopefully come harder than it did last year. But these are not pass rush specialists. Um, you know, Javon Dexter is going to be playing plenty for Justin Jones in there. And he is an absolute monster stop in the run. Um, Rasheed Green is, is like a really good run stopping defensive end, which nobody values, which is why we got him for cheap. Um, so I th- if we can make Jordan Love pass the ball, I think that's just about it for this Packers team. Even with Christian Watson on the field, g- congratulations. You have one good wide receiver. You know how that worked out for the Bears last year with Darnell Mooney? It didn't. We have a very good corner who can simply watch him. We have J- Jaquan Brisker as a safety who's going to watch him over the top. Everybody else can sit their ass on the run. Um and for that reason, I, I just don't see the Packers getting beyond, like, 13 points. Uh, I'm, I'm saying 13 maximum for Green Bay, and, I, and maybe it's hope. Uh, so I'm going to go 
I'm going to go a little lower than I actually expect for the Bears offensive output. I'm going to say 24, just like you. 24 to 13. Okay. I think the Bears are also here's, – here's a, a prediction for us next week. The Bears are going to turtle at 24 to 6, uh, and we are going to get really fucking irritated about it. <laughs> it's going to be like – there's going to be like four minutes to go in the third. The Bears will only hand the ball off from that point on. The Packers will manage to run the ball, grind out our defensive line late, score a touchdown, maybe even recover an onside kick just to irritate us even further. Um, but I don't see it going past 13 points for them. So, yeah, 24 to 13, I've got the Bears winning. I do hope I hope Justin shows out and, and we can have a little celebration here. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, he, they're going to focus on stopping this, him from throwing the, pa- the the from running the ball, so he's going to have his opportunities through the year. The next Scottcast is either going to be the most fun episode we have ever recorded in our lives or it's yep. going to be the exact opposite of that. But if Justin yep. plays well and the Bears win this game, we will reach previously unthought of levels of insufferable and smug. We will be, we will, there might not even be any audio next week. That isn't just us smelling our own farts. Uh, It'll it'll just be a huge sniff, a huge sniff, man. But if, 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 if it goes the other way, there's, there's a good chance that I'm just going to be like playing my chemical romance the entire time. And yeah, we'll, we will talk about why death comes for us all. And yes, I will say this. So I I will say this. Um, Previously, when we played the Packers and we had a young quarterback and we were like, this is the year to prove it. um, The very first drive went well. And we, uh, uh, we uh, took that as a good sign, I guess, but it ended up being completely meaningless. I think in this game, complete opposite. Everybody knows what the hell the deal is in this game. Nobody is confused about what Bears offense versus Packers defense should look like. If we fail on that very first drive and Justin can't get a completion, doesn't seem like people are getting open. If our offensive line isn't holding, uh, I will take that's I think that's probably going to be the story of the game. If on the other side of the spectrum, that very first drive goes well, Justin is able to pass the ball and move it down the field and we get a touchdown quick. I do think that's going to move forward into the rest of the game. So I'm looking at that very first drive. Um, So just be prepared, Kyle. I am either going to send you a bunch of very overly excited text messages during that game, or I am going to be about as depressed and angry as I possibly could for the rest of the day. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... (sighs) It's going to suck if they they lose. We... there's. There's no other way to say it. it. It'll be really goddamn bad. Um, so please don't let it happen. Please. Please, for the love of God. Don't we deserve this? Just one. This fucking game, Bears. What the fucking game? Just win this <laughs> fucking game. God. Fucking assholes. And please. don't win it. Oh, my God. If they win it 10 to 7, that uh, is no. just as bad. That's all. It's not just as bad, but it's almost <laughs> as bad. It's, it's close no, to it's, as bad. I can't do it. I can't do 10 to 7, guys. Score points on this mediocre defense. You fucking can. You will. You'll be over here telling me why it's okay that they scored 10 points by the time it's over. But yes. Please. Please just win the fucking game. Please. Please. Yeah, that's that's all I've got. I'm I'm kind of run dry. I don't know if you want to talk about rookie quarterback matchups this week or if you just want to get out Um, of here. 
I think CJ Stroud is headed for a real bad time. That's what I've got to say about rookie quarterbacks. See, I kind of wanted to talk about the Texans Ravens because that seems like it's going to be a shit show. That that is the worst possible matchup for CJ Stroud yeah. in his first career start. Like, I'm sorry, son. I, Folks, I do not condone betting one way or the other. All right. Uh, but. It is it is minus ten for the Ravens right now in that game. That is free fucking money. Uh, that it there is no way the Ravens don't win that game by more than twenty. Uh, I I'm also I yeah absolutely. In the NFL, Actually, that's a lot. That's steep. Kyle, the season's about to start. Um, I, I got to tell you, I really like this Ravens team. Uh, like I I have a, some high hopes for these guys. I, I'm very interested. Interested to see Lamar with actual wide receivers and with uh, an offense coordinator who's not Greg Roman. That should be fascinating. Hell yeah. So, all right. Well, let's hope we are here next week under very happy circumstances. If Let's hope we're here at all. If this yeah. is a blowout the Packers way, I don't even know, Kyle. Oh, yeah. We, have to, we, <laughs> we, said we, we said we wouldn't do that again so soon. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good, good luck, Bears. For the love of God, Bears, please. <laughs> Go, Bears. Go, Bears. Well, my home's in the Delta. Way out on that bumper floor. Now you know I'm leaving Chicago. I show do hate to go Now you know I'm leaving